Hi, and welcome to my podcast. I'm Jamie, your host, and this is what I know about life, love, and acne. I've spent the last 39 years in the skincare and cosmetic industry. I'm a licensed master medical esthetician, integrative health and wellness coach and counselor, medical assistant, skincare formulator, makeup artist, educator, owner of Complexion Clinical Skincare, and founder of the luxury brand Complexion Skincare. I am also a mom to an amazing son and my furry child, Eva Charlotte, who you may hear roaming around from time to time. In my podcast, I will be chatting all things skincare and cosmetics. You will hear from colleagues, doctors, past clients, makeup artists, and maybe a former lover or two. But I will also talk about life and love because what I know for sure is how you live and love is directly reflected on your skin, for better or for worse. Stay tuned for the podcast and please don't hesitate to drop me a note if you have a question about life, love, or acne and definitely let me know in the comments below if there's anything you would like to know more about. Please like, subscribe, and share. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to What I Know About Life, Love, and Acne. Today, I am so excited to have a very dear friend with me, a teacher and a spiritual mentor, Nancy Lee, who is my yoga instructor, and welcome. Thank you for having me, Jamie. Thank you for being here. I'm going to take my mask off. We are sitting far enough apart from one another, so I want to assure everybody of that. It's safe. Yes, and it just makes for better sound. Um, Nancy, tell me, well, first, I want to talk about how how we came to be. I met you, it's kind of, I think it was kind of an interesting meeting. So I met, I, I started taking yoga at Om Yoga on Om, Queen Om Culture. Om Culture on yeah. Queen Anne. Then you scheduled an appointment at my clinic. I didn't know you though. I don't think I had taken your yoga class, or perhaps I did take your yoga class, but didn't we didn't know one another. Right. Then you came in and got a skin uh, a facial. Yes. And I asked you, you know, it, it, through the course of doing your skin, what is it that you do? And you said you teach at Om Culture Yoga. And then I started coming and taking your yoga class. And I took it for several years, or off and on for a couple of years. And, and you then checked I, in the class for a while, the 430 I, class. I did, yeah. and the noon sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up having a foot injury and stopped taking yoga for, I want to say three years, I think I stopped taking yoga. Then I saw you at a restaurant in the neighborhood. And I remember thinking to myself, someday when I can, when it makes sense financially for me to to take yoga again, I'm going to hire Nancy as my private yoga instructor. And here we are. I think that was Stoneburner in Ballard. Was it? I don't remember where it was, but I remember talking to you about my foot injury, and I remember saying, I have this foot injury, I don't know what to do, and I remember you saying, you need to be taking a slow, kind of a slow flow in order to help it heal. Anyway, we have been doing private yoga classes now for a little over three years, Mm -hmm. 
my injury has healed and I love taking yoga with you and I knew that when it was time I needed somebody who was spiritually and energetically in alignment with what my own spiritual and vibration is as well so here we are yeah tell me about your whole journey to where you're at today okay um yeah I was just thinking about that as I was coming over here I you know grew up in this area in Seattle and I was looking for yoga when I was 17 18 19 years old and when I was in at university here I had a roommate and she and I went all over town looking for yoga and um, I think I was looking for a spiritual practice mm -hmm. and what I found was um, some really funky meditation in people's homes sitting on carpets I have uh, really fond memories um, of some just really interesting circumstances and then finding a Bikram class but never really found what I was looking for where did you find the Bikram class? That was on um, in the University District on, on Roosevelt. I did the Bikram class too. Did you? Yes. Yeah. Some so, 20, 30, 35 years ago. Yeah. It was very physical practice. Yes. You know, very hot room. Yep. There were mirrors yep. and the teacher was very strict and it wasn't the yoga that I was looking for. And because so, you wanted more of a spiritual. I did. I wanted more of a spiritual practice um, and uh, I also was really attracted to um, something something physical, but something you know less intense. Mm -hmm. So that, that there was an intensity there that didn't didn't resonate with me, and so I sort of dropped away from it. And then when I had my first child, what used to be own culture that is now sangha yoga was originally yoga life, and so yoga That's life. Right. Um, I think it started in about two thousand. I had my son in two thousand one, and he would wake me up very early in the morning and I would feed him and then hand him off to my husband and I would go to a 6 a.m. class at Yoga Life. And I feel like it saved my life. It was, um, you know, it, it was this space that I carved out for myself just to connect with all of the changes that had happened in my life and it helped me to be um, a calmer and less reactive parent you know, just less reactive to the change in circumstances of having a baby and, um, you know, more compassionate and more loving towards myself and towards my family. Um, and that just started me on the path. And so I, I would say that that space, Yoga Life, is my, is my home, home studio and I practiced there for years um, and then did a teacher training in 2012. And since then, I've been teaching, you know, pretty much full time and doing all kinds of other um, modules and trainings um, around the city in other cities, to San Francisco. Um, and I'm currently in a 300-hour training with a studio in New York City called Ishta Yoga. So it's, um, you know, for me, it will be a lifelong experience of learning, of being a teacher, and also being a student. Of this practice of, of grace and compassion I think grace is you know it really it's everything you know it's so interesting because um, yoga is it's a state of being right it is a state of being transcendent and you know the goal of yoga if you go up the yoga 
the eight limbs of yoga is samadhi, which is this place where you transcend the vritti, which is um, all of the, the stuff in your mind that you have created through your experiences. So all of your biases and your habits and the stories you tell yourself. Stories, yes. exactly. So there's this, this space that you can get to in meditation called samadhi, um, which is a little esoteric. But what that does is it, as you come out of that and, and bring it back into your world, so we talk about Shiva and Shakti, so Shiva being this place of uh, universal inspiration and intelligence, and then Shakti is the manifest, it's, it's us, it's the world. So as we bring that experience back into the world, for me, it feels like grace. That's what it feels like, like that it just infuses the way that I move through the world with more grace. Um, but what I wanted to say is that, you know, there's been all this science measurement of what meditation does to your brain. You know, mm -hmm. they can actually see what's happening in your brain. They can see this sense of, you know, calm that happens. Um, but grace is not measurable, you know, so like really what happens in yoga isn't measurable. It's something that you feel and experience by continually showing up for the practice. And I also feel, and we have touched on this, the more you open your heart up and are um, living your life in, with, in grace or with grace and an open heart, everything just seems to flow really. It just seems to flow. Yeah. It does. And I also feel like when you're living a spiritual life, I feel that everything also, like, I don't, and maybe it's our age, I don't know, and I know I'm a little bit older than you, not a lot older, but I feel like this, the things that I maybe would have gotten flapped about or upset about, mm -hmm. even just maybe five or six, five or six years ago, I really just don't have time to be bothered with it, and I don't know about yourself, but I also feel like my son is healthy, my family's healthy, the people I love are healthy, I have no problems. I'm healthy, no problems. There are no problems. And I also feel that just based on the injury that I had and my yoga practice, do you remember I was like so afraid to do so many different things in yoga because yeah. I was afraid that I was going to re-injure myself yeah. and if I had just released the story right and the fear I probably would have healed much much more rapidly than I did but I think you healed in in your own time I think it was your process um, of finding that you know that place of surrender right you just needed to kind of let go of like you say not yeah. the mental stuff the stories um, and then there was a, a, a letting go that happened in your physical realm along with that so you really live your spiritual life it isn't just something you talk about and um, sort of pretend to be a, a, like in alignment with it I I believe you really live yeah and I think well thank you for saying that I think um, 
Yeah, spiritual, I think, can sound very esoteric. Spiritual, like, let me just define what spiritual yeah, means yeah. to me. Yes, it means I love that, that there's, you know, there's something outside of, there is you, your unique self, right? But then there's this idea that there's something, energy bigger than you, and that we are all connected. So even though we are unique, we're not separate. Right. Right. And there's whatever it is, you know, that you feel is, it doesn't have to be a particular entity, um, but it's just this energy, this, um, of, of being connected through consciousness and through inspiration. And, um, so in that sense, yes, I think that I, you know, I do try to, um, live in that way where I understand my impact on the world. So how I feel about myself and my practices, you know, influence how I move in the world and, and my ripple effect, my karma, mm -hmm. which is how, you know, whatever I do, um, my teacher always says that we, we are here in this physical realm to work out our karma. Like we're given I, a basket I, of stuff. I believe that. And we're here to work it out. And, um, you know, if you decide to work it out by just being separate and feeling like, you know, everybody else is everybody else and you are you, you know, that, that can be a very isolating way to live. It's right? isolating and, and I think that you can't really grow. Right. But I, I don't know that everybody cares. I, I don't know that everyone cares about growing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I know people that don't care about growing and developing. Yeah. I know those people. Yeah. And I also, not to go down this whole road, but I also believe that... Um, some souls are just not wired to accept growth, and that's just how it works. So, um, yeah, or I, mean, I think that they are. I think they just need to be connected to a way to experience that. You know, however that, whatever that is. Yeah, for you. no, you're right. That you know, that is true. It, it is yoga for me, and I think it's yoga for you. But there's other ways, um, and I think anybody can experience it. You're right. You're correct. If they're introduced um, to some sort of practice, or something that resonates, some with sort of sadhana, which is what we, you know, what we call kind of a repetitive practice that helps you to be in that spiritual place, and you know, understanding um, yourself. I mean, yoga is a is a practice of knowing knowing thyself, knowing yourself to the core, and then understanding the impact that that has on the collective. You know. So, um, yeah, I mean, you think about all the stuff going on in the world right now and, yes. you know, how, how can it be that an individual um, can think that if they cause harm or violence that they're doing something good for the world. Right. And, but there's lots of humans out there that, right. that think that's their right, you know. We, we do have a, we have a right to free speech and we have a right to protest but we don't have a right to harm exactly you know, we don't i agree and so, it really does cause a vibration it does it really does yeah, yeah. and i think a couple of weeks ago when the capitol was attacked yeah. i think that everybody felt it everybody, everybody felt could it. feel it wow this really went this far oh gosh yeah. it was so um it just a ripple effect you yeah. know so something I want to ask you about, and we've talked about this, and, um, well, first I want to go back a little bit um, first. You are a chef in your other life. Well, 
yeah, I, I did go through a culinary program many, many years ago. Let's see, how long ago was that? Um, 20 years ago. And did you go to South Seattle? I went to Seattle Central. Okay. So it was an 18-month program, and then I did do some catering and worked at a few restaurants and then did some personal chefing when my kids were little. Okay. Um, but I wouldn't call myself a chef anymore. I mean, I love to cook, but I don't do anything. Well, you still are credentialed, but you don't do it I anymore. So. Yeah, you're credentialed. <laughs> you have the credentials, but you just don't do it. But and that's I a do. great program, I enjoy food, and I enjoy cooking, and... Um, yeah, so that's always, that's something that, you know, I've thought about um, bringing back into and combining with the yoga, so with retreats and I things. think that is such a great and idea. They go together. They you know, go it's all, together. It's all under the wellness umbrella. So. And you do have the experience, and nothing has changed since, not, I mean, many things have changed in the well, how food affects our bodies, yeah. but it what you learned hasn't changed. Right. You know, the skills that you learned. Right, yeah. I absolutely think that would be so fantastic. I'm doing that right now with skincare because, look, if your diet, if you are not eating, being mindful about what you're putting in your body, then, right. I mean, it's it can, food, is, food is either um, your medicine or it's your poison. Yeah, and it's energy, too. I mean, it absolutely you know, it has is. It an energetic quality. Not only the energy, you know, the actual tangible energy that you feel, but there's an energetic quality to the food that you bring in. And oh, there absolutely that is. impacts you. I'm thinking about that so much as well with just the computer. So not only the food that you put into your body, the information that you read. Right. right. So careful. Even mm -hmm. though sometimes when I'm scrolling along, I'm like, don't tap into it, Jamie. It's not yeah, going to be. Yeah, because what are you digesting? Exactly. You it's a, it's what you're putting into yeah. your brain. It's what you're putting into your body. Mm -hmm. I think that sounds like it would help so many individuals. And you would think that at, at, we know so much about food. We know so much about um, toxins in our food and GMOs. You would think that you wouldn't need to know that. Like, you wouldn't need to also bring that in, but you do. Yeah. People don't yeah. really know. So I think that would be a great thing. Um, yoga, we've talked about this. Yoga and weight loss. Like, somebody who is doing yoga because they want to lose weight. Let's talk about that for just a quick moment, if you will. I would yeah, that's a that's a good good question. <laughs> I don't mean to throw um, that out at you, but we have talked. Button. Yeah. It's not a weight loss. Um, the, the short answer is it is not a weight loss modality or practice. It's okay. a side effect. You know, if, depending on the type of yoga that you're doing, um, of course, if you're doing, you know, strong, you're holding poses and you're doing you know, faster paced vinyasa types pra type practices, you are going to get stronger. You will burn calories and you will probably lose weight. Um, but ultimately, what it does for you, the practice of not just the physical practice, but the mindfulness practice and the breath practice, is it creates harmony in your body. Mm -hmm. So all of your systems are in a state of balance so that what you put into your body, you're able to digest and, and you're, you know, everything's working the way that it should work. And so you don't hold on unnecessarily to, to calories. So... Um, Maybe calories isn't the right word, but you just you just are in a in a homeostasis in your body, so that things are all working how they're supposed to be working. And don't you also think that um, when you become when you're in a yoga practice, 
and you are being present and mindful, it goes back to what we were just saying a few seconds, you know, a couple of minutes ago about what you, um, how your body starts to feel, your mind also starts to feel, right. and what you want to bring into your, your body, your mind, your heart, you start to think about yeah. how that could be toxic or poisonous or bad for you, yeah. so it just makes you more self aware it's yeah. supposed to make you more self-aware and it does and, and I, it does and yeah and I think that's that's a really good point because you know when you start practicing regularly you if you're presented with something that you know is going to make you feel bad or you know that is not good for you or if you're in a situation where you you know your tendency might be to overreact emotionally I always use the traffic example mm -hmm. you know you pause and you think oh wait a minute I've been practicing not you know, being more mindful about how I move in the world. Is this, is this what I want to do? Mm -hmm. And just as a little side note, I will tell you that I love French fries. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's so many things that I love, by but the I way. I also understand that what the impact is when I eat them. You know, I know that when I eat them, I'm going to feel a certain way. Yeah. And um, so, you know, nobody's perfect. But, um, but I also understand, like I eat them with my eyes open. Understanding I love that I'm it. Probably not going to feel great that. afterwards, but I'm doing it anyway. And it's know. okay. And it's okay. And, and it's okay, right? Yeah, it's okay. And it's also okay if you know you lose your temper sometimes, but you just you, you know that that happened, and and you apologize, and then you just you learn from that experience. You know that the problems come in when you do that stuff mindlessly, where you're just going around, um, you know being overreactive and putting things in your mouth and not thinking about them. And perfection, by the way. Let's talk about yeah. that. And let's talk about really just touch on. Yeah. So one thing I want to mention about um, an observation I made when I used to take yoga classes, which I don't take classes anymore right. because I'm with you privately yeah. now. But so a couple of things. Um, what I would notice is there are so many body types, mm -hmm. right? There isn't one type of body and I would be in class and there would be all these different body types in there um, tall thin uh, a little curvy uh, very narrow and that to me always helped me realize that there is no sort of perfect body that I have to to try to live up to because we're all different and everybody moves differently and then I would also get really nervous going into a group class because I always felt like there were like a little competitive maybe like not that I was competitive but that I wasn't going to be able to be good enough in the class yeah. there is no good enough no no and there is no perfect it really is a practice for everybody and everybody yeah and you know that unfortunately is um and I'm you know part of this as well you know as I've made this trajectory as a teacher and growth as a teacher but um, yeah, to come to class and and uh, look around and decide that you're not good enough because you can't hold plank as long as the person next to you, or you don't feel as strong as the person next to you, or as flexible, um, and that is part of of an advanced yoga practice is being able to transcend that and just understand that you're there to be in your own body and to breathe and to be compassionate towards yourself and everybody around you, and you know as a teacher it presents its own particular type of challenge. So you have to be sure that you offer a practice that 
there weren't these modifications or you know other things for people to do that that matches all of the different types of bodies in practice and all of the, the different experiences and and um, you set a tone too as yeah. the teacher yeah. that this we're we are all in this together yeah. we are all here there isn't we're not striving for perfection we are right. striving this is a practice right a practice a practice yeah. it's, it's a discipline you know yes. it is a discipline and um you know we have this in the in the niyamas we have something called tapas which is you know, kind of this idea of um, showing up and doing the work. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's consistency and it's discipline, but it's never perfection. perfection no such, is, there's no such never, thing. A never a part of the practice. I have struggled with this, you know this. Sometimes I come in, my balance is great, I'm on it. A couple of days ago, I was just like, wow, I've yeah. been doing this for three and a half years and yeah. finally I can hold every single posture yeah. or, or every posture that, we usually do. Yeah. Two days later, I come in and I'm struggling to do something very basic, a very basic pose, because I just my my vibrations off. It's nothing more than that. And I used to get so frustrated with myself because I would think, my gosh, I have been doing this now since 1985, off and on, and I can't hold a simple posture. How is this? You know, how is this happening? I just have to remind myself to take it easy on myself, and um, it's a practice. Yeah, and part of the practice is, is you know, resisting getting overly attached to the outcome. The outcome, of course, and then these experiences when you feel euphoric, and then you know, trying to avert from you know, from feeling, as you say, you know, out of balance or whatever. Like you just don't want to experience the things that make you feel bad or. Um, so part of that is just trying to stay in your equanimity, you yeah, know, yeah. in your in your center, in what we call this sattvic state that we talked we talked about this yesterday in class, you know, rajas and tamas, and rajas is um, when it's out of balance, it's we're over efforting, we're just right. over over efforting, and tamas is we're we're inert and we're apathetic, and so sattva is this place right in the middle where we can handle the highs and the lows without getting pulled in either direction. Yeah. You know, we're, we're aware of them and we're doing the work, but we're not getting pulled in these, these different directions. And it is, it's a practice and it's an ongoing practice. It's a lifetime practice. And I'm sure you've talked to people, uh, well, you've been doing this. How, how many years? The 30, 30 years? Uh, it's been 20 years. And yeah. Well, you know, I did a little bit in college, but for consistently 20 years. Yeah. And you have days, don't you? Of course. Yeah? You have days where you come in and you're stiff, or you're, you don't feel as flexible, or you have things on your mind, and it is causing your practice to be yeah. less... And aging, you know. Oh, gosh, the, the, the let's the not go there. We're going to go there in just a second. <laughs> we are going to go there. The let's touch on that really yeah, quickly since we're that, here. You know, my body is changing. Yeah, let's as, touch as on as that. everybody does as you age, and so my practice is changing along with it, and I'm okay with that. See, I'm not okay with that. <laughs> I really am. No, I am really, okay yeah, with it. I'm embracing that, you know, being a little less um, physical, a little quieter, um, and that's just where I'm going with the practice, and it's just an honoring of your body. It is. And um, what you need, at, you know, at any given age, at any given moment, 
And that's the thing, you know, it's a moment by moment practice. And like you say, sometimes you show up and you just are feel like, you know, you're so stable and, and yeah. then sometimes you're so, so solid. And yeah. it's just what what do you need in this moment? And and, and make the practice fit you. You don't have to fit the practice, right? Uh, right. You don't you don't have to change yourself for the practice. You make the practice work for you. I want to say this really quickly. I know you know this about me. Um, I love my practice, but I am not called to yoga. I'm called to walk. I enjoy walking. Yeah. For me, it is a meditative it is. practice. I love to walk four or five miles a day, and I am so grateful to be able to walk yeah. and to be able to move. But what I also know is that yoga is so important, whether I'm called to do it or I'm not called to do it. I don't feel like I have to do it. I feel like I want to do it. Yeah. So for me to work on my balance, and I too have, I'm getting older, and have some uh, post injuries that I want to make sure never um, preclude me from doing the things that I want yeah. to do. Yoga is so important to me to keep limber and loose. We are going to have to bend over for the rest of our lives right. to pick something up off right. the ground. And if you can't bend over and grab a penny off the ground or a nickel, whatever it is, or, or your car keys, that, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. I don't want to have that for my life. Yeah. I think that's, um, you know, it is a, it is a, if it, even if it isn't your primary practice, it or is, calling. it's such, or call, it's such a compliment to other activities that you're doing. If you're looking at it just from a physical level, um, think about, you know, balance. We were just talking about how, totally. how much when you practice yoga regularly, how you can write yourself more quickly. You, I remember you sharing with me about a fall that you oh, had. Oh, I did. Oh, you, you know, you fell in a yes. way that was a little bit more controlled and I was completely and even emotionally no didn't it didn't even affect it. it didn't yeah. even affect my brain because yeah. of my yoga practice yeah. I just kind of slipped into um I don't know pigeon pose on accident <laughs> while I was walking and I slipped back out of pigeon pose and I was completely I and I remember I called my boyfriend I got in the car and I called my boyfriend I'm like oh my gosh I just wiped out in the street and I talked to him for a few minutes and then I was over it. But I think if I hadn't had, if I wasn't flexible, I think it would have affected me so in deeply body and mind. in mind. You were yes. Able to just brush your I just brushed off and it move, off and move forward. I did. And I just you know? funny got those shoes fixed that yeah. caused me to like kind of wipe out. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to shift gears really quickly. Okay. Let's talk skin. Let's talk yeah. skin. Tell yeah. me about how is your skin? How do you take care of your skin? I know you have had skin uh, you've had some some acne in your life. Tell me about your skin today. Tell me how it used to be, and let's let's touch okay. on skin. Let's talk skin. I love I love the whole skincare thing. Um, I love products. I, I know I do too. <laughs> obviously, um, I'm just looking at Jamie's beautiful products up here. Um, I uh, never had acne growing up, okay. and, and I've always had a little bit as an adult. And I was just saying this to you the other day. I find with wearing masks, I'm 
breakouts and breakouts. Everybody. Um, skin care. I use the Skin Better. Yep. And you use the Alpha Red, don't you? Um, I, I'm not using that right now. I'm just oh. using uh, the Daily Antioxidant. Okay. The Alto. Yes. Yeah, it's excellent. And then there's another moisturizer on top of that. And then I love an oil. So um, I've used your oils yep. before and then um, the Cary Graham yep. oils as well. And that's basically it. And I wash my face with oil and I only wash it in the evening. You wash it at night. Mm -hmm. Okay. And not in the morning. I just rinse. Okay, good. Perfect. Um, and that's and sunscreen. And then, you know, sunscreen on top of everything. Okay. That's, that's basically You have it. a very basic. That's good. Yeah. That's the, as it should be. Yeah. Uh, I was talking with somebody yesterday, and we were talking about how some people, and I am guilty of this, but they use like seventy-five products, and it just doesn't need to be like. It doesn't need to be like that. Um, you have this is life, love, and acne. You have been with your husband for. Let's see. We will have our twenty-first anniversary um, in August. Oh, oh no, twenty-second. We had twenty-first last August. So when I hear you talk about your husband, I love that you still love your husband. Oh, of so, no, you do. But I, a lot of, a lot of people I know, don't always speak kindly of their partners or speak respectfully yeah. of their partners. Yeah. And I love that. I remember a couple of weeks ago you were talking about your husband and yourself decided to buy a new car and just <laughs> listening to you talk about how you two it's a very basic story but how you two decided to buy another car I loved listening to that story because sometimes you hear people talk about their partners in a way that they don't even really know that they're not being kind yeah and you speak kindly about your husband and your and I know how much you love your family by the way I know how yeah. much you love your two boys and how proud of your two boys you are and you as well yeah I do I love son. my son so yeah. much um and I just I think he's you know the most wonderful person yeah. on this earth and I know you feel the same with it's your boys best, and in fact best thing I ever did it, no same here <laughs> best thing I ever did and um I you were talking about how well-mannered and, and kind and good your boys are and that even though I believe they're wired to be that way, you and your husband have brought that out in them as well. Like you kind of, you know, it's like the blooming of a flower. You know, there, there are, it's already there, but then it just gets, it's just, you've helped it along, right? Yeah. I think, I do believe that. Yeah, you know, I was just, we were just out to dinner last night with good friends and just talking about that, how, you know, I'm most proud that my children are good people, mm -hmm. you know? I, you know, I could Same really here. care less about their accomplishments. Me too. Or, um, or any of that. Or any, I, like how they're, much... They're good people, and they choose good people to hang around with, and, you know, that is really the most That's everything. Thing. It's, it's everything. everything. Yeah. Or I don't even care. You know, my son's a chef as well. He goes... He, he graduated from the Culinary Institute, yeah. and I am proud of him. I don't care if he ever goes back to college and get... I don't care if he gets a four-year degree. As long right. as he's living his truth, yeah. and he is a kind man... And he is a kind man, and he's yeah. polite to people, and he makes eye contact, and I know it's, this is everything, isn't yeah, it? And it as is. long as they're happy, as long as my son's happy, I'm happy. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Right? As yeah. a parent? Yeah. Okay, you have a spiritual, we're going to shift gears now. You have a spiritual practice. I, I know that, and I know that it is a solid spiritual practice. You, you've mentioned it in, in this podcast, and I know that you walk your walk. It's not just something that you kind of believe in 
you have a spiritual practice. Is there anything beyond your yoga spiritual practice that you have? You don't have to get into details if you don't want to, but do you believe in God? Do you believe in a higher power? Oh, that's, a, <laughs> that's a big question, Jean. It is a big question. You don't um, have to answer it. Oh, boy. I'm not a, um, I'm not a religious I'm not a believer in religion. Right, as, I agree. As we know it, like sort of organized religion. Yeah. Um, uh, I have absolute respect for it and, you know, agree. whatever role it plays in anybody's life. But, um, yeah, for me, you know, yoga is my spiritual practice and it isn't a religion. No, it isn't. It isn't. No. Um, and that that is enough for me. Is enough for me, you know. Like I said, whether or not there's an entity like a god or a deity or whatever it is, um, for me, it's it's an it's an energy that is agree something greater and bigger and collective that we are a part of. I agree, yeah. and I love that. Yeah. And you have a meditation practice. I do have a meditation practice, um, and interestingly enough, it's it's shifting gears because of this training that I'm doing. Um, and I love it because, um, I don't know if you know anything about Ayurveda. I but, do. But um, I'm a pitta dosha, which is a, a, the fire element. Okay. And um, we typically like, you know, we like answers and we like things to be sort of just like give me a methodology. Um, and so I've had this meditation practice that is just, you know, mostly what we call apajava, just following your breath. Um, but... In the Ishta lineage, they give you what's called what is called the Ishta Diksha, and it's this whole series of things that you do, including some pranayama and some movement, um, and then a, a mantra that you can use. I love it. Hamsa or saham, and um, and then 18 minutes of sitting with your breath, and I love it. It's a, it, there's a little bit of science behind it. Oh, there's, I think there's a lot of and science. I, well, there is. It is science. And as my teacher, Ellen, says, you know, it doesn't matter even if you know the science or you understand the science. It doesn't matter. If you do the practice, it works. It works. You know? So, um, and it does. And so that's what I've been doing is this Ishta Diksha. I love it. In the mornings in my son's room that I've cleared out and made my yoga space at yeah. home. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I love just kind of knowing that this is what I'm doing satiates my pitta <laughs> no I, I think and uh, you know then I can sort of relax into the process and just be with the experience you know whatever whatever it is you know it's always a different experience and you you have to let go of it needing to be a certain way or mm -hmm. wanting to feel a certain way and that's the challenge of meditation as you get into it and then you think oh gosh I, I should be feeling this way mm -hmm. I should be transcending but then that defeats and it's a practice. It is a practice. It's a practice. And I find that, um, and I am sure you found this as well, that like my yoga practice, it isn't always, uh, sometimes I have a lot on my mind and it's really hard for me to close yeah. down those thoughts. And it's okay to have thoughts, by the way, too. It's okay to let things oh, pass yeah. through you. And to acknowledge it, and then to let it go. And but your mind does; it creates thoughts. It does. But you're learning how to how to contend with them, like to see them for what they are. Exactly, like um, clouds and, passing by. Yeah, and understand that you know your mind is is creative, and a lot of the stuff that it's creating isn't real. Yeah. Um, and so that you can see clearly 
what's in front of you in the moment and what the experience actually is and not clouded by you know your mind by your thoughts yeah um, do you take any supplements? Um, I take a thyroid hormone. I, I do too. Hashimoto's. Yes. Yeah, and that, that is it. I do not take any supplements. Any vitamins? Nothing? Well, you know, actually I started doing the, thanks to you. <laughs> the seed. I, well, I do um, this vitamin C powder. Sorry, I do. Vitamin C powder. I put it in my smoothie. Okay, good. Um, and it's a skin skin powder. Okay. Yeah. Is it goop? I think, yes, it is. Is it goop? Yeah. And you put it in your... in your. I put it in my smoothie. And it doesn't change the taste of your smoothie. No. There's so much in my smoothie that it doesn't really... Well, tell me about your smoothie. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Okay. Tell me your smoothie. What's your smoothie? And is it every day? Every day. Okay, tell me about it. Smoothie in the morning. It is um, a banana okay. and some greens. So I use power greens whatever brand, okay. a mixture of power greens. Okay. And then I put um, some sort of, you know, pea protein powder, unsweetened protein powder. Okay. Um, and and it, like that face, the vitamins and face powder. Okay. Um, sometimes I'll have moringa powder. I don't have it right now, but that is a, a, a super green. It's an it is. Yes, so it I, is. I get that up here at Pharmaca. Okay. And um, or Costco sometimes has it. Okay. And then it's frozen blueberries, peaches. Ooh, you have um, a powerful drink. Strawberries, raspberries, whatever I have, but always blueberries. I know. I always have blueberries yeah. in mine, too, every day. And then a scoop of unsweetened Greek yogurt, a scoop okay. of almond butter, and then oh, I use oat milk. Which is, okay, Oatly or um, whoever. Just, it's just oats made from oats. And, okay. Um, I try to buy the fresh oat milk. Okay. Because it doesn't have the preservatives in it. Yep. And um, so it's half that and half water, and then I just blend it. Yeah. So then do you have breakfast on top of that? Well, usually that's first thing, and then I'll have, you know, toast, like an avocado toast or an egg or something. Okay. Mid-morning. Yeah, I'll get kind of hungry. but I love it. Yeah, or oatmeal. Do you eat lunch every day, too? Mm-hmm. So you're a three meals a day kind of gal. I am. That's yeah. good. Well, you're you're doing lots of yoga usually, so it's you need to. Yeah, and I like to walk too. Oh my gosh, I know you do. I know you do. And it is meditative. It's so meditative. It's a repetitive thing that you can just focus on, and it's and it helps. I mean, so anybody that's listening to this, walking, gardening, Mm -hmm. knitting, Mm -hmm. listening to music, even though that's not really very mind clearing, but you know it. Any, there are so many ways to meditate. Yeah. It isn't just yeah. sitting and right. chanting. There are so many ways to yeah. clear your mind. Right. And let me just also um, clarify something too that you know, in there are these eight limbs of yoga, the mm-hmm. Ashtanga yoga system that was laid out in Patanjali's Yoga Sutras, and he has these sort of four stages of, of meditation, starting with. Um, Pratyahara, which is just bringing your awareness inwards, and then moving through um, concentration that is effortful, like you're trying to concentrate, and then effortless concentration. And that's kind of where the meditation that we know um, and that has been studied, it's this effortless concentration, and I think that can happen when you are walking or when you're knitting. And um, But the state of samadhi, Getting to that next, getting to that next level, next that level, level. Where, I'm, where I was saying in the beginning of this podcast that that's that state of grace that's yeah. unmeasurable. That's something that happens 
usually when you're sitting and transcending. You right. Know? Um, but that effortless concentration, which is so beneficial, it is in so, so many keys. ways. You know, so, for your mind and yes. your body and your nervous system, yep. can be um, attained in a lot of different activities. Yeah. Well, on that happy note, <laughs> I want to thank you so much. I thank love you, my practice Jane. with you. I, I, can, I actually can't imagine <laughs> not practicing with you. Yeah. And. Um, I just keep learning and that's been developing and that's um, a great thing. And I love that you are, I don't even know if I can get this into words really, but you are the real deal. Oh, Truly. So, so are you. Well, you are thank the real you. Deal. Thank you so much. <laughs> I really appreciate our time together. I love our time together. I so do I'm too. So, I really do. It's amazing that it's been, has it been three, is it three, three years? It's going to be like, well, in December of this coming year, it'll be four years, I think. Some, well, not December. I think it's like October, October. of this coming year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, That's 2021. Yeah. October 2021. Yeah. Yeah. I think we grow together. We yeah. do. So it's yeah. We're par we, we have a partnership, yeah. and, and I love that. Yeah. But you are my teacher, for sure, and you're a spiritual guide, and I, I love that. Well, you're my teacher, too. Well, then we just we do that, don't we? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is what it's yeah. all about. Um, so I thank you so much. and. Hey, Thank you for listening. Please. I know. Me too. Thank you for your time. All right. Thank you for listening. And please like and subscribe. Thank you.